Icon on Live. And it's an honor to have my dear friend, uh, Claudette Harris, to share her story. I know her as a uh, true friend, I know her as an author, and I know her as a professional trainer and speaker. But let me tell the audience a little bit more about her. While many corporations concern themselves only with quotas and balance sheet, Claudette Harris' main focus is the heartbeat of any organization, the customer. Customer service ultimately impacts an organization's bottom line. With over 35 years of customer service experience at various levels, she knows firsthand that ordinary just don't do, won't do. Claudette realized early in her career that one must go above and beyond the normal call of duty, providing exceptional, stellar service in order to stand out in any industry amongst the competition. So true. As a Six Sigma certified yellow belt, she is able to not only emphasize with the customer and end user, but she works diligently to train and develop others to provide extraordinary customer service. Currently serving as a John Maxwell certified coach, speaker, and trainer, Claudette began by providing on-the-job training for customer care representatives while working in corporate America. After having served as a customer care representative, customer care supervisor, and ultimately customer care manager, it became clear to her that her passion is to not only provide extraordinary customer service, but to instill the same value into every employee in the company. Through her, through her company, At Your Service Consulting LLC, she teaches organizational leaders and frontline employees alike that education and preparation are the keys to success. She is also an active uh, in her um, woman's ministry leadership at Woodside Bible Church in Troy, Michigan. Claudette holds a Bachelor of Business from Central Michigan University. She is also certified as a John Maxwell Disc Behavioral Consultant. Wow, Claudette, welcome. So glad to have you. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you this morning. I just love your smile. <laughs> Thank you have a lot to smile about, right? I do, I do. Yes. yes. I know um, they're honoring this entire month of October, but you know, it's a 24 7 probably uh, uh, event, you know, because you live it, right? Yes. And I'm going to get right into a little bit um, about your breast cancer. First of all, I want to say thank you for being uh, brave enough to talk about it. We need to have those conversations, right? Yes. Was there any family history of breast cancer that you know of, uh, Claudette? Yes. Actually, uh, my mother's mom died at the age of 36 from breast cancer. My mom was nine years old, and her mom uh, passed away from a diagnosis of breast cancer. Wow. So it's yeah. in your family history line, right? Yes. Yeah. What stage were you diagnosed with? Well, thankfully it was early stage um, diagnosis and um, 
you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Grateful that it wasn't further along in the stages uh, when it was detected. So it was very early stages. Do you want to just share your story about how you uh, first learned about that you had breast cancer, if you don't mind? With the no, I don't mind sharing at all. Um, I, I probably should start by saying that as a leader um, in corporate, I had a good number of women on my team and I would always be the one to tell my ladies, my team, my friends, you know, make sure you go and get your mammogram. And I, I was very serious about that, right? I knew the importance of it. Um, I called to schedule my mammogram because it was just in the back of my mind, you need to go Claudette, you need to go. And when I called to make my appointment, Dr. Mary, the, <laughs> the receptionist said, um, have you been getting your mammogram somewhere else? And I said, no. She said, well, the last time that we show you having one was four years ago. And I said, no, that, that can't be. You know, I'm the one that's telling everybody to go, right? But it was actually true. I looked back at my records thinking that they had missed something. And I scheduled the mammogram at that time. Um, as I said, it was just in my mind. I just needed to make that appointment. And I'm so glad that I did. Wow, you're telling your team uh, teammates and your team uh, members, you know, to be sure to get it. So you were concerned about others, and yet the time had, you, you know, escaped from you that you didn't even realize it had been that long, right? Right, and, wow. and we tend, you know, I, I, I don't, I want to interject too. It wasn't that I didn't think it was important, but with all the meetings and all the work and being a mom and being a wife and all of that, I would cancel appointments reschedule cancel and reschedule and time, like you said time just slipped away from me wow what about the i've heard a lot about self-examinations you know i always try to remember when i'm in the shower you know but do we really you know is that a something that we should do uh, prior to our mammogram or in between our mammograms you know I do think it's very important to do self-examinations. Um, I know that prior to me being diagnosed with breast cancer, I did not really do self-examinations. Um, I heard about it. I, I thought, oh, that's a great idea. And you know, my doctor would always say, if you feel anything different, if you know, notice anything, give us a call. Um, but I certainly do it now. <laughs> but I didn't do it. And I do think it's very important as a preliminary, you know. Yeah. Because one year, you know, mammograms are annually unless there's yeah. a special need to go in, you know, more than yeah. that. Yeah. So a lot of things can happen within that year, right? Absolutely, yes, yes. You know, I'm learning there are different kinds of breast cancer. Right? Do you know what kind you were diagnosed with, uh, Claudette? <laughs> I can read to you what they told me because <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when the doctors talk, they talk doctor talk, right? Right, I know. <laughs> and so I looked it up and what I had was an eight millimeter focal asymmetry 
mediately. So maybe if you've got some medical experience, and I'm probably not even saying it right, but I do know that it was a very small, um, not small, but you know, it wasn't huge. And then there were others around it that needed to be removed that were malignant. But um, yeah, <laughs> other than that, Dr. Mary, <laughs> we just know it was breast cancer, right? Yes. Like, yes. To be removed. Yes. What stage were you? Did they tell you about like it was stage two or was it stage? No, you know, I did ask my doctor that and she never gave me a number like stage one or stage two. Mm-hmm. So I, all she said, it was early detected and, you know, it was like midway in my breast. Okay. So I don't know what stage number it was. Right. The main thing is it was cured. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's the blessing with itself. Um, so, so your cancer was initially detected through um, BSE or, or annual mammogram or CBE. I don't even know. Yeah, it was it was a mammogram, um, which was supposed to be the annual mammogram. And as a result of what they saw in that mammogram, which was the regular one, um, they did a 3D mammogram so that you know can get a more in depth look. And that way, they were able to find what was behind the breast like further into the breast and that's when they determined that I did need surgery um, and we had to decide upon what treatment I was going to get after the surgery Um, after the first surgery however they did another mammogram and discovered that there was still more there so a month after I had the first surgery they did another one and then I had to wait to heal. And the treatment plan was radiation treatment. So I went through radiation after um, after the second surgery. Wow, okay. You know, when you were talking, the medical breakthroughs, they were able to see even beyond, you know. Uh, yeah. That's a blessing. That's a blessing within itself, you know. Yes. You know, it is a blessing, and I'm grateful for it. But... It's always, not always, but it's also the likelihood that they may see something and it it could be tissue or something else other than, you know, the tumor or whatever they're looking for that needs to be removed. Um, but I, I am so grateful for the medical team that I had because, you know, of course, they know that and they said, well, we're going to take a look at this and then they would take tissue samples to see if what they thought they saw was something to be concerned about or just tissue mass. Um, so yeah, we've there are many great breakthroughs that, and with a great medical team, um, we have greater chance of survival, I believe, from breast cancer. Amen. I, we see that. You know, I just did the walk-a-thon yeah. a couple of Saturdays ago and it sees some of the ladies holding up signs that I'm a five-year survivor. I'm a 10-year yeah. And then one lady, 30 years. So, really? you know, what, yeah. what an awesome, uh, you know, that the, the medical breakthrough is just, you know, making more, saving more lives, really, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Let me ask you this, Claudette. Uh, did you keep a journal of <laughs> whole process you know that's something 
that you don't expect to happen to anyone. You know, no one wanted to be told they have cancer, you know. So yeah. how did, what did you do? I mean, how did you feel? And did you keep a journal? <laughs> you want to share that with us, please? So at the beginning, when I was first diagnosed, I did my norm. I wrote in my calendar, you know, the date and what I was told. And I kept track of, um, of course, the dates that I, I was supposed to get treatments and surgery and all of that. However, Dr. Mary, as I said, I went through radiation treatment. And every day that I went through my treatment from day one to the last day God would give me a song to sing or to you know just a song as I lay there yeah. and a scripture to go with that song and I would pray through my family's name my immediate family's name and so I knew that by the time I, I heard a song said a prayer for my family, it was almost time for the treatment to end. That I did write down because I thought it was just so amazing how God thought enough of me to give me a song. And so because I wrote it down, um, I'll say I was obedient. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I procrastinated, but I was obedient, and I was able to write a devotional, a 31-day devotional, with the songs that he gave me and the scripture, and um, just put it into the form of a 31-day devotional entitled Metamorphosis. And so, yes, I journaled <laughs> in that respect, and as a result of that, writing and journaling and journal I think of a, a neat right, little yeah. piece of book, right <laughs> I have papers here papers there, <laughs> there napkins <laughs> I wrote on everything right but yes I, I recorded it and uh, it's now in the form of a devotional so I'm glad that he did that for me and I'm glad that I was able to share it with other people through the devotional so how can uh, people obtain your, your devotional, uh, Claudette? So the devotional is available as a download for free um, at www.claudetteharris.com. If uh, someone desires to get a hard copy, they can email me um, at cssolutions at claudetteharrisserviceconsulting.com. At, at and I can put that in the chat if you want me to. It's a little bit long. Yes, and I'll advertise that um, on the Facebook live. But the best way, like I said, is a download. Um, that's free. And yeah. if they want a hard copy, it's only shipping. And if the, someone chooses to donate, I um, am on the board. I, I want it to serve in some capacity. Um, and I'm on the board of an organization called Shades of Pink Foundation. Mm. Um, so part of the donation will go to them and then there is an african-american based organization called sisters action network yeah. and they do a lot of research on breast cancer in the african-american community so i split the donation between those two organizations if someone chooses to donate right you know uh they said statistics shows that more african-american women 
will die because of breast cancer. I don't know because it's not they weren't detected earlier. They didn't get their mammogram. I have a sister-in-law. My husband's uh, sister uh, succumbed to that to that um, cancer. Uh, but I saw her go through it. She waited so late, you know. And I don't know if it was just fear or what it is. Have you seen the statistics shows that the African American women are more prone? to get uh, breast cancer and then also more prone to die from that disease. When Yes, I have seen those statistics, Dr. Mary, and they were astonishing and very sad for me to see. Um, that Even the rate that we get breast cancer and like you said, like with your sister-in-law, waiting for various reasons. Um, our organization, Shades of Peaks, comes in because a lot of people are financially impacted um, because they can't take off work to go get checked or they can't, they have to make a choice between going to get their treatments or going to work or losing their job, childcare, they get behind in their bills. And unfortunately, um, uh, it is, uh, it does impact our community, I think, a little bit more. And some just don't get checked. They don't have insurance, right? But I, I've seen more um, opportunities for treatment for those that don't have sufficient insurance because I think it's growing, so. Yes. And I would love to see, I don't know if there's a facility that will offer uh, mammograms on a weekend, you know, I mean, the woman she needs to work, you know, to take care of her family, if they could do it on a Saturday, and maybe even this Sunday, everything else is open on the weekend, you know, wouldn't that be a nice uh, way to offer that to working yeah. women, you know? Yeah, I know Beaumont does, they offer weekend appointments, but then again, back to what we were saying earlier, a lot of people don't have the insurance that would allow them to go to Beaumont, so I would love to see the same thing, a facility that's available for women to get checked on weekends or when it's convenient for them. For them, yeah, late hours or whatever. You know, you the one that experienced the breast cancer, but really it's your entire family that would go through that. Can you just share a little bit how your family was impacted by uh, by your diagnosis? Well, I have to first start with my husband because uh, both of us are entrepreneurs and I just saw my husband, I would hear him on the phone telling people, I cannot, I can't come, I can't do this job. I've got to take my wife to her treatment. I can't do this job because my wife has this. So he pretty much put everything to the side so that I wouldn't have to worry about driving there and, you know, just all the things that go with that. Uh, I told my children and they were okay with it. <laughs> my son, that's my baby, <laughs> my grown baby. He didn't, he, he just said, I just want to know when it's going to be over. And he really didn't want to see me sick at all. So he didn't visit much, but he would call me. And the grandkids um, were here because they stay with us during the week. Right. And I would just... I told them, you know, I had to go to the doctor a little bit more, but I didn't tell them that I had cancer because I didn't want them worried about me. So I, I didn't tell them till after everything was over. And I don't know that's the best way, but that's how we handled it. But I, I did have so much support from not only my natural family, but my church family as well. And 
I keep saying grateful, but I'm just eternally grateful, forever grateful. Amen. And God's power and grace and, and his mercy is just extended, you know, uh, we just have to thank him, first of all, yes. you know, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you said something about the radiation, so you didn't have to go through chemo, right? No, I did not. Okay. How was the radiation treatment? I mean, can you just tell us a little bit what was the experience yeah. of that? I know you were singing your songs, how God laid that in your heart and your prayer. Yeah. Powerful. Just to be kind of forget what you were going through in a way, sort of. <laughs> in a sense, yeah. Yeah. So the first, I'll say the first week, I felt fine. I even, um, a couple days, went to the gym after I finished. My husband's what? like, are you sure you, you feel like doing this? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But like a week after, all I could do was get home and lay in the bed. I was just so tired. I was drained. Um, and as it continued on, excuse me, as it continued on, um, my skin began to burn from the radiation. Um, and that was painful. Um, I didn't experience a lot of, I've heard people say they, they're nauseous and things like that. I had a few days like that, but it wasn't really bad. Um, but at close to the end, like two weeks before, and I remember it because my radiation was to end like two days before our wedding anniversary. And I told the doctor, I said, we have to be finished because it's my anniversary and, you know, I want to be able to enjoy it. And about a week before it was supposed to um, end, right. they came and told me that they needed to stop the radiation treatment for a week because my skin was burned so badly that it needed to rest and heal. So um, that was the hardest for me, and um, but I understood. Yes. Yeah. But through it all, the good outweighed the bad, which you're not Absolutely, absolutely. And Dr. Mary, I want to say this, the good did outweigh the bad, but you know, I was able to put things in, into perspective too, because there were days um, when I was waiting in the waiting room to go into my treatment, and I would make it a point to talk to if there were other women there, and some of them were going through so much. Some of them had been this route like a couple times before and were just scared and nervous and not sure that they were gonna even make it, right? And so putting things into perspective that way just um, did something for me, so. Yeah. I just admire you, you're going through your own uh, medical challenges and yet you were still extending out to others you know that's just a blessing <laughs> but that's just who you are you know you're that kind of you person. know they say that's how you're, you're blessed by mm-hmm. blessing because at the end of the day what I always say is none of this is about me it's not about me this is bigger than me right and so, yeah, yeah. with that in mind I, I can't, even if I tried to have a pity party and throw myself up against the wall, I couldn't stay there long. So <laughs> might as well just go on and do what I need to do, right? <laughs> Try to help somebody else. 
when you were sharing about the other women uh, being in the room, they were nervous. I've been in that situation before because um, they saw something on my mammogram and they wanted to, you know, you get that call from your doctor, like, you know, when I have another ultrasound this time, so I'm very dense, you know. Yeah. So it was just uh, sitting in that waiting room. I remember praying and just, you know, asking, and I was looking at the other ladies and we were all in our own little world kind of, you know. And they called my name and I went back in and said, the second um, uh, mammogram just showed that it was just, you know, uh, you're just very dense in there. And I said, thank you, Lord. But I know you, you you just be so nervous until you hear that report, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So thank God. Mm -hmm. So what are some other programs um, that they had offered for someone that's going through breast cancer treatments? I mean, do they have support groups? Do they have, you know... Were you involved in any of those, Claudette? Or? I, didn't, I didn't get any involved in any of the support groups that they offered, even though they had many that uh, were recommended and offered. They gave me a packet of information through at Beaumont Hospital of organizations that I could participate in, um, just for support, which was yeah. good. But I did not, um, I did not sign up for any. One thing I found. Um, once I shared it with some of the women at my church, it was amazing to me how many people said, oh yeah, I had breast cancer X number of years ago. And so it kind of, they rallied around me and I, I guess that was my support group, right? Because I, I could call people, there were people at um, DTE where I used to work that had breast cancer that found out and just called me that I hadn't talked to in years, you know, and just, just, I don't know, just talked to me and that was my support group, but I did not join any formal um, support group. Right, okay. But thank God they're available out there for people that, yes. sometimes you think I'm the only one that's going through this, you know, yeah. I'm the only one that this thing is happening to. So just having that, uh, when you said you mentioned it, uh, that you had breast cancer, I had it too, you know, so it make you feel like I belong to that group, you know. <laughs> not, a, not a club you want to be part of. I know, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, this is just so um, rewarding looking at you. I would have never even thought that, you know, uh, you know, you know, when you used to hear people had cancer, you always heard the doom and gloom, you know. Yeah. Thank God that, you know, there's... Yeah. Victory. There's uh, victory and, and great life after all of that. Is, you know? yes. <laughs> so what message would you like to provide to the women in the community about even if you've been diagnosed and you've gone through, there's still light at the other end of the tunnel, right? Yes, it is. Share, share. And I totally agree with that. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the success rates are, are outweighing the deaths. But I would say the message, don't get too busy doing for others that you don't do for yourself. Get your regular mammograms. They say that early detection uh, helps early prevention or prevention. And so I encourage you to, we talk, we hear about self-care. It seems like so much these days, yes. but honestly, take care of yourself. Get your mammograms, don't pull it off. And if you feel something different or just something's not right in your body, make sure you call your doctor and go. And um, yes, God heals, but God has provided doctors as well to help us heal. Wow. 
And you know, you're saying for the women, but you know, I've read uh, some articles that men, yes, actually, in fact, a couple men that I, you know, we've heard about, um, yes, can also get that. Have you? Is it much lower, of course? Uh, yeah, I believe so. But I'm glad you said that. I was, uh, I had the privilege of, of talking about my breast cancer journey a couple of years ago at a church, and uh, a man actually did give his story of breast cancer and he said that his father had had breast cancer as well and i hadn't heard of that before yeah. so wow. it is a real thing yeah it is real mm-hmm. and it's nothing to play with you know don't take it lightly and just like if you had a, remember we had the common flu or the common cold you know you take mm-hmm. care of yourself when you have a cold or now yes. cold right yes but take care of yourself to check to make sure that yes uh, breast for sure yeah I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for sharing and being so open and vulnerable and candid with the audience. Uh, let me just share with you. Can you just leave uh, some kind of wisdom nugget uh, as we close out this session? And again, I thank you and appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Um, metamorphosis is going through and coming out a different way. When my doctor called me with the diagnosis, of course I was shocked and I was silent. And she said that she felt like she was more upset than me. And what I said to her is, I trust God's process. And she said, that's what we're gonna do. So let's look at next steps. So my words are, trust God's process. He made you and he knows what he's doing. Just trust him. Thank you. Thank you. What a way to end that. That is so true. Thank you so much. And um, we'll see you next time. So this is Dr. Mary signing off to next week. Be blessed and know that we have victory over all things. Amen. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you.